Welcome to the Eddie Hot Podcast. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Today we're going to continue our series on the hard sayings of Jesus. And today we are going to be reading a passage from Luke chapter 14 and verse 26, where Jesus says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not take, does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Wow, what an incredible saying. Those are very, very strong words. And I think what we have to realize is the point Jesus is making is that he has to have preeminence in our lives. Uh, and in the same way, that material things and property can come between us and the kingdom of God, so can family ties. The interest of God's kingdom must be paramount with the followers of Jesus, and everything else must take second place to him, including family ties. Now, this should never be used as an excuse to neglect our responsibility to families. But Jesus is making a point of the importance of his person, the importance of his mission, the importance of his kingdom. Everything else must be secondary. And there, there's a passage, let me see, uh, in the Old Testament. Listen to this. This is when God called out Abraham. And apparently, one of the things that was holding Abraham back from fulfilling God's will and plan and purpose in his life was family ties. And in, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. So Abraham, he had to cut family ties and go into a completely different land. Now, everybody's not going to have to make that kind of radical uh, cutting ties. You may be in a situation where your family is completely supportive uh, of, of your following the Lord and doing his will. However, in our mind, in our thinking, Jesus must always have the preeminence. He must always be front and center. He must always be first. Now, when, he, when he's using the word, using strong language there about hate, uh, he's using that not because as Christians, we're not to hate. But as a contrast, our, our commitment to him, it probably looked like to Abraham's, and he was Abram at the time, his family when he pulled up stakes and left. Now, this would have been, this wasn't his, his uh, 
immediate family as a husband and father. This was his biological family. And they may have felt unloved. They may have felt hated when he got up, packed up, got his family together and said, we're leaving. We're going to another land. Well, well, why are you doing that, Abraham? Well, God has called me. (laughs) I remember hearing testimony of an old missionary. He was in his 80s when I heard them. I was a Bible school student back in the 1970s at Christ for the Nations. His name was H.B. Garlock. He wrote a book called Before We Kill and Eat You of an incredible miracle that took place when he was captured by a tribe of cannibals. Uh, and this would have been probably, I'm going to guess, in probably the 1930s. And um, uh, But he, t- I heard him tell the story. It's available on Amazon, Before We Kill and Eat You by H.B. Garlock. But I heard him tell this story himself. Many miracles that he experienced uh, because he gave up everything to follow the Lord. And he told about how he grew up on a farm, and this was up in one of the northeastern states, like I think maybe Pennsylvania, not absolutely sure, but one of the northeastern states, grew up on a farm. Uh, He went off to a Bible school. This would have been, I believe, probably in the 1920s. And um, while he was in prayer one day in the chapel, on his own one night in chapel, he had a life-changing encounter with God. He saw a vivid vision of, of, a, of a map of Africa, and he heard the voice of God calling him to Africa. And he began to make plans to go. And, uh, and this was just a short-term Bible school, I think probably for one year. And so he was planning to, to go. He, it, it was so real to him. He knew that God had called him to Africa. Shortly after this, he gets a letter from home. This is before email. This is before cell phones. I'm not even sure if if people had, uh, you know, landlines at the time. If they did, it would they would have been few and far between. But he got a letter from from home. His his mother said, "Henry, please come home. Your father is sick. He's not able to work the farm. We need you." He was he was the oldest son, and so there was he felt a certain responsibility. And yes, he cared for his family. He loved his family. And he was concerned about the situation. But here was this experience he had just had that he could not deny the supernatural experience of God's call. He said he spent an entire night in prayer. <laughs> and after the night of prayer, he said, I sat down and I wrote the hardest letter I ever wrote. He said, Mother, I can't come home. God has called me to Africa. When I have to go, I have to obey him. Hardest letter I ever wrote. How did his family feel? Did they feel in love? Did they feel hated? I don't know how they felt. I'm sure, I'm sure it was a struggle. But I'm telling you this story to 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 to, to give you a little picture of what Jesus was trying to communicate to his audience. Because of who he is, he is the creator. He is the one who brought this universe into existence, and now he is the redeemer. There's only salvation and life through him. 
And so every other commitment, every responsibility must fail in the presence of his plan, of his purpose, and of his will. And so H.B. Garlock went off to Africa. God used him mightily. And he said, you know, he said everything worked out. His father recovered. His family did not suffer. And of course, when he came back for visits from Africa, he was able to visit with them and tell them the stories of what God has done and to rejoice. So this, this, this is what Jesus is talking about that he must have preeminence in our lives. He's not telling people to to, um, shirk their family responsibilities, but if it it ever comes down to the place where family is a hindrance fulfilling the call of God, then he must always have first place. And he tied this to taking up our cross and following him. For he then said, right on the heels of this, he says, and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciples. Now, a cross was a place of execution, a place of death. And often the Romans would force a convicted criminal to carry their own cross, their place of execution. Uh, In that culture, when you saw someone carrying a cross, their life was over. (laughs) Life was done with. And Jesus said, whoever does not take up his cross and follow me. Now, there's a resurrection side of the cross that when we give up our life for him, his resurrection life and power comes into our lives and we experience a whole new life, his resurrection life and power. Let me tell you something God said to me one time. Uh, in a a situation where I needed to hear this. He said, to take up your cross is to always do the right thing. Not the easy thing or the convenient thing, but the right thing. When Henry Garlick, Henry Garlock, H.B. Garlock, got that letter from his mother, the easy thing would have been checked out of Bible school and gone home. But the easy thing is not always the right thing. He did the right thing. He took up his cross. He died to his own human feelings and desires and concerns. And he followed the Lord. And God did such incredible miracles, and telling how many lives he he touched in Africa. And his own son, who was the director of uh, the Bible school where Sue and I both attended, his son was the one who brought him there to speak. His son uh, served as a missionary to Africa for many years because of the example of his father. All my friends, make Jesus supreme in your life today, tell him that he is supreme and you will never allow anything else to come between you and him, (laughs) that you will follow him all the days of your life. I'm Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt Podcast.
I hope you'll go to my website, eddiehyatt.com. You will find resources there, a bookstore, contact information, articles. And I feel I need to pray for people right now. There's some people God is really dealing with you right now. God is speaking to your heart. Somebody may have let some family ties come between you and him or, or let other things. Lord, I pray that people today will take up their cross. They will determine today they're going to do the right thing. Not necessarily the easy thing or the convenient thing, but they're going to do the right thing and follow you and obey you. And Lord, somebody's making that decision now. And as they're doing it, you're touching their lives. I believe somebody's weeping before the Lord right now because you're making that commitment that you're following him, that he will always have that place of preeminence. He will always be supreme in your life from this day forth. Hey, send me an email. Let me know what God's doing in your life. And we'll see you next time.